0: hey welcome back to another episode of hvac success secrets revealed with thaddeus and evan where we have good conversations with good people and any good conversation worth having is worth having drunk or in the case of sin city in vegas hungover we're still down here profit rocket 2022 symposium or event or conference or whatever you want to call it and we had victor and general manager from absolute airflow on david ocampo and very fascinating having a conversation with a general manager. I mean, a lot of our show has owners on there or individuals that help owners and leaders. But hearing it from the general manager's point of view is absolutely phenomenal. And one topic that I think was often overlooked is how to get buy-in to have employees work weekends and overtime. You know, there's this notion that everybody wants the eight to five secure. You know, I wanna work weekdays. I wanna be home at the end of the night. But we also know that in our industry, in the in the AC and heating industry, I mean, there's emergencies. Shit up here in Canada, you can get down to, we left a blizzard before we left to come down to Vegas. And if your furnace isn't working, middle of the night, you gotta call somebody. They gotta be there, they gotta fix it. There's really not much you can do. So how do you get that buy-in to be one of those companies? Uh, fascinating topic, fascinating, fascinating topic. We also got into SOPs and having written processes down and why that's so important. sure to give that part a listen as well if you're struggling with any of that and of course we want to hear from you with your feedback leave us a message down in the comments on whatever platform you're consuming this content in until next time cheers all right we are back again at profit rocket 2022 service rocket wow close enough (laughs) it's been a long time we're down in vegas (laughs) and obviously i think you can put two and two together on why i messed that up so that'll happen so we have on the GM of Absolute Airflow, David Ocampo. I get it right. Yes, nailed it. Yes, Got all it. right, sweet. First try. First try, even better. So, with that, David being the GM of Absolute Airflow, he's ex He's really good at creating processes and also developing your talent from the ground up. I know that's something that we always like to talk about is bringing green people in. So, which is
1: which is a big driver,
0: right? I think
1: too many times early on we made the mistake we'd bring in someone from a different company we'd headhunt them we'd give them all the money that they wanted and we would basically bend over backwards to make it work and the reality is that when you put yourself in that position you're becoming hostage to that individual and the hard part is if you're not developing your technicians from the ground up you're not going to have a steady workforce so you're going to be relying on the guys that you're buying and those guys obviously aren't loyal they're going to go to the next place that offers more money and so when you're dependent on that, right? As a GM right now, I'm very fortunate. I'm not going through it, but I can imagine as a GM having one sales guy try to dictate the direction of the company, what they want to do, what they don't want to do. Okay. It's going to inhibit your success. One thing we've committed to is, is to hiring people that just generally don't have any idea what a heating and air conditioning is. Mm. That is our target. That is our target hire. They typically they're more sold on the company. They commit more to the process itself because they don't know any different. They don't okay. if they're too scared to veer off of what they're doing to not do the process. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been successful. We have guys, I mean, we have, I would say three or four guys that we're really proud of that. We literally started from the ground up. One of one of them was a, a mover for a moving company, it was just hard labor. He got tired of it and he was looking for something different. Yep. His brother was in the plumbing space up in the LA area. And he was trying to find something closer to Orange County and we we're able to take him on been one of the best investments we made. Right. I'd rather lose money at that scale and at that level than commit Pirate mounts to somebody that's not going to be low to the company. Right.
0: Well, and you look at the uh, the guest that was just on stage, he we was talking about that. Now, people don't give a fuck if you don't have the, if you didn't build them the right way and you don't have the great culture in there, they'll just leave your buck. Yep. So that's all you do is talk about money. And so you actually give them an opportunity to be able to yeah. learn something new, but also create a very rewarding path and a very rewarding opportunity within the organization and right. people always think, well, I can't find good experienced guys. Well, fuck experience. Yeah. Right. Cause you're right. Now you're just chasing dollars when you try to hire experience because that's all they've known is this paycheck. And it's the
1: most expensive way to acquire people right? right. when you're throwing money at that, right. Maybe one in a hundred, you're going to get someone that's going to commit to the culture, commit to the company, maybe someone that, you know, is committed to where they're at, but they're not having the best experience. The culture might not be great. So they're just looking for the right place. But most of the time when you're headhunting those top sales. Those are the guys that are going to essentially dictate what they do, what they don't do, and you're hostage. So, I mean, I can't say that enough. When you're limiting your resources or limiting who can run the call, who can't run the call, what time are they going to be off? They don't want to work Saturdays, right? That in itself, it damages the culture, right? Because that person is going to be a leader. If he's, I don't care what the situation is. If someone's making the most money, they're, they're by default a person of influence and a person that's going to apply themselves as a leadership role. Just on a monetary, you know, I guess point is, they're going to take everybody with them because everybody wants to make more money right yep. and they're going to look to the guy that makes the most money to make more money so we've done a really just thorough job about how we hire and yes sometimes we get it wrong we're going to get people that aren't cut out for this they're going to last three four months but you know what that's an investment that we're willing to take and if it works out the yield on it on some of these guys has been amazing they they're big producers and they'll buy into the culture they'll wear the hats on their days off they'll keep their trucks clean because they're appreciative And it all kind of lends itself to driving the business in in more of a sustainable way, rather than constantly depending on somebody coming in and trying to save your company or coming in to try to drive sales. It's not feasible, right? right? It'll work for a little bit, but it gets old fast.
2: So if we're not hiring based off of, of previous experience and skill, What is it that we are looking for in terms of traits or qualities? So it's
1: it's personality, right? You want somebody that, like Andy was just talking about, you want someone that's hungry. So we look for the guys that they might be already working two jobs or they might be asking for overtime. They might be willing to work for free. We don't expect anybody to work for free for us just to make, but but when you have those guys and you can identify those guys that are driven, then you're going to be able to then take your processes that you've developed for your company and just really, it's almost like a USB, right? You just plug it in and it takes off. So what we're looking for is work ethic has to be there, right? They have to be coachable. The conversation you have early on, right? You want to find out how much they're willing to commit to get done. If you're bringing up very early on, how much am I going to make? How much am I going to get paid? It's not a deal breaker, but it's going to raise some questions because if you're coming in not knowing and your first inclination is how much I'm going to make, the reality is that in the very beginning, you're not going to make that much to basically say, OK, this is where you want the guy that understands it's going to be hard in the beginning and they're going to work their way through it. But there's not much else besides the personality that we're looking for. So it's demeanor, the way they're dressed. Right. And plays a big role. Obviously, I'm not a good example right now. But, you know, if they're clean shaven, remember, we are in Vegas. So I get a pass. No, but if they're coming for an interview and, and they're unkempt, they're wearing shorts, untucked. Sure. There's key indicators of who a person is and you don't need to be a scientist. You don't need to dig that deep. And you do your basic common background checks, right? You got to make sure you know who you're talking to. Some people might be really good interviewers and then you check them out. They got a long list of problems. We've hired the wrong people before. Yep. But, yeah, it's just if the personality doesn't line up, I would say that's the number one thing. If they're excited, if they have enthusiasm when they talk, if they want to learn, then that's one we want to
0: hire. Well, yeah. you don't hire. You, now you're not hiring for skill. You're hiring for the person and who they are and what they can do yeah. and how they are as a human being. And you can train that skill later, which is a fascinating way to do that. One thing you mentioned. Weekends and working just very, ever so briefly and coming in and doing those sorts of things. I know some guys have troubles getting their people to work on weekends to do overtime calls. And one of our clients has had that issue. He's like, I built my business on overtime because nobody else would answer their phones. He's like, I can't get my guys to do the overtime to do the weekends. And some people don't work Sundays, which is fine. Yeah. Some guys are open all day Saturday, but how can you get more buy in from your team to be able to do? things on the weekend and take those shifts to be able to handle that emergency work when it happens. So we just set an expectation right from the beginning,
1: because if it's not a day one standard, it's going to be hard to implement because people are creatures of habit. They like doing what they already do. They don't like big changes. So when you're trying to pivot and if you're not that company from day one, you're going to have a hard time implementing that later on. So we're very lucky that when we hire, it's just an expectation right? Yep. And we make it clear, we do have on-call schedules, right? We set that expectation. We don't wait for stuff to hit the fan and then try to react. It has to be on the front end of your processes and your standards on how your company operates before before anything else. You have to make sure that that's in line. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter who you hire. If you hire the, the right guy and you don't set the expectation in the beginning, you're going to have some resistance as far as their development, when they're willing to work, when they're willing or not. I don't think we've, we haven't had an issue with guys not wanting to work weekends. We know that some guys don't want to work weekends, but they work weekends.
0: Right. So it's just it's like well, part of the expectations, right? It's how you frame that. So it's in the interview. Mm-hmm. And then it goes from there, right?
1: right? Yeah. Day yeah. one. So yep. the first impression, and it, so it goes both ways. Yep. I mean, I'm a firm believer that... You know, today and age, a job is more of a partnership, it's a relationship. Whether they own the business or not, it's a partnership from day from in any standpoint, right? Because they in some aspects they really don't owe the company anything. And at the same time, the company doesn't owe them anything. So okay. you have to have that common ground and you have to have that relationship where we understand it's a partnership. I can't succeed if you can't succeed, and you're not gonna succeed if we're not succeeding. So it, it, it's very interdependent. And yep. I think a lot of the mistakes people make is they have that old frame of mind. Well, you're my employee and you got to do this and you got to do that. Our culture at Absolute Airflow is more inclined to to look at the person as an individual, treat them as such, and then help them develop as a person, not just insight. And a lot of our coaching, right, when we're doing our trainings, since I've taken the general manager role, I've made it very clear. We don't just push money. Yeah, like people are motivated by money, but I want to motivate my guys, not on the sense of how much I'm going to make, but what you're going to become by going through this process and developing yourself right yep. you become invaluable when you have that kind of knowledge and that kind of skill tomorrow if you're not happy here you have every right to leave when you give somebody that power right there's more buying into the company yep right but when you're trying to retain and hold and force people to be fit a certain mold if they're not that mold that's not your person that's not who you want right so your process your process is going to essentially weed out the people that are there whether they should or not be there it, it comes down to having that understanding Right. You, you don't own somebody, you can guide them, you can help them. You can ask, but you can't really force
0: somebody. So if you have somebody that doesn't want to work weekends, that might not be the employee that you need to have. Right? makes sense. You know, it's funny is that the theme that we've had on from people today, just alone, is always about people and caring in culture. Like you look at Amanda Triolo, the biggest word that she said was care. You look at judge yeah. and what he's talking about is treat him like an individual. Yeah. Right. You're talking the same thing. Treat them like an actual human being, not just as a number at your organization. So, common themes. When you but, build that, you have a great organization. But su- so success isn't
1: it isn't a fluke type situation, right? You're no. going to notice patterns with successful companies. And when you look at someone like Judge, who's exited a multi-million dollar exit on on a company he sold, right people love being there right mm-hmm. and when you can facilitate an atmosphere for people to want to be at work right whether it's what Victor likes to do he puts these Amazon eco dots for everybody so they can listen to their music everybody has a TV so it's like we trust that they're going to use their time wisely and when you put that trust in your employees they're gonna feel it and when you ask at that point when you ask for something right it's not a task it's not a chore it's it's a duty and the response and they feel empowered because they're responsible for something yeah and and so that's what it comes down to is if your culture isn't built on people driving inside and outside of the business, then you're going to have a hard time one maintaining people and then two maintaining growth. It's just,
0: they go hand in hand. Yeah. No, I agree to that hundred percent. People want to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah, That's it. That's, that's, and, that's, that's it. Right. And then you can do this through their work. I mean, think about it. People spend more time at the office and with the coworkers than they do with their own spouses sometimes. Right. And so when you want to create that appreciation and you want to foster that inside the organization, it's absolutely fascinating stuff. So I know we're keeping our episodes short here today. I mean, if there's one thing
1: that I would say as far as the things that I'm passionate about and, you know, what I'm going to be talking tomorrow in the breakout meetings, yep. we are going to be going over processes. Right. And our goal every day is to make things easier for everybody. Yep. And the way you do that is by having, like Michelle talked about today, if it's not written, it's not real. Right. Right. You need to have a written process. If you have, if you think that, oh, we understand how we do things, right. That tech's not going out and doing what you want them to do. No. Right. So if it's not written down, it's not real. The biggest thing for us is to create that continuity. I'm a firm believer that if you're going to go to a business, you want consistency. Right. And I use this analogy a lot. I I got it from Michael. Gerber book, the e myth book, right? Yep. And he, he talks about that experience of going to get a haircut. And every time you go, right? You're gonna get a different haircut. You're gonna ask for the same thing, but you're gonna get a different haircut. Yep. And so what that experience creates for the for the consumer is that you never know what you're gonna get. And so when you don't have a process, that is exactly what's happening. You're delivering a product that's inconsistent, it's not the same thing, right? The reason you know these chain, these chain restaurants or your Starbucks is your McDonald's, the reason they're successful is you know what you're going to get when you go there. You're not gonna be upset, yep. right? You you you're not gonna and if it's not right, like you have the expectation of what it's supposed to be. So with our technicians and our tune-up processes, right, which is the bread and butter of our businesses, is tune-up people. Don't understand they, they they're almost confused that when we talk to them we will market heavy on tune-ups and maintenances over repairs over rep- estimates and that's what drives our business because our tune up process is so dialed in that whether it's spencer or whether it's preston or whether it's scott going out to do the tune-up it's going to be the same tune-up and you might not buy the first or second time you heard it but you might buy the third time because you heard the same exact thing yep. you didn't have any inconsistencies and so that's really what I want to make sure people get a chance is to whether it's through me, whether it's through Jason, whether it's you have to have the exposure for your guys to learn a process, to have something written down that has a guide, because if you're the end all be all of what's going to get done for your business, it's that it's, you don't have a business. You, you have a job, right? Yeah. And so you can't be slave to your work. You, you got to start expanding where you got to put your brain on paper and let people basically just run the
2: show. Yep. Amazing. Well, I'm really curious. So obviously general manager, absolute airflow okay right a boss who uh quite passionate (laughs) very passionate very passionate the speed that he operates at I could imagine that being something that can be quite demanding on a lot of the staff Mm -hmm. so I'm curious what that is and how good is your filter at filtering through the multiple ideas that he comes up with on a daily basis
1: I think there's so this is the biggest uh, misconception right I think Victor's very much a speed type of you know Business owner, he wants to get things done fast, but it's not that he I wouldn't say he's impatient about things getting done, but he wants decisions made. He right. doesn't want it because he understands when your business is stagnant, right? That's more damaging than making yep. the wrong decision. Yep. When you're suffering and you can continue to just to tolerate the suffering or the losses or whatever it is, you're gonna that's way worse than pivoting and getting it wrong. Right. So the biggest misconception, I think, people think that he comes in and every single day. It's because that's his social media presence. He's nonstop. He's hundred percent that guy. Right. So whether you see it on Instagram, whether you see it on Facebook or offline, he is that guy. That's who he is. He's constantly trying to figure the next thing and, and yeah. the next step, but he does give us the opportunity to basically figure it out. He's not going to show up today and then come back tomorrow and say, why isn't that done? He's going to say, he wants to know where we're at. If you, Victor, is the kind of guy, he just wants the information right. and he wants it filtered and broken down. He doesn't need the minutia. He doesn't need the gray. He wants the black. He wants the white. That's who he is. Yep. So it makes it easier. It is hard because it's constant and it's changes. And he wants to grow the company in such a way that it hasn't been done before. And there's a lot of stress, man. And the hard part for us is not the pressure. The hard part for us is, is making sure we're staying on top of those decisions every single day how's it affecting and delivering the information because Victor's very easy to talk to when you have your numbers and you have your facts and everything's all in order. He's the easiest person to deal with. But if you come into a meeting and everything I feel, I think maybe this will work. No, like what is a return on investment on this? Or what are we doing to help this technician succeed? Yep if you're able to give the facts, he is the easiest person to fucking work for. He's really, really easy to work for. But if you're gonna come in and you're not gonna, he will be who you, everybody knows he is. He's not gonna to tolerate that. Right. He's not the kind of guy that wants that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I hope that answered your question, man. No, sorry, it does. It definitely does.
2: It also highlights a really important point when it comes to being a business owner and being on the flip side of that, right? Someone who needs to make quick decisions, Yeah, you need your employees to be on top of things and you get what you tolerate. Yeah, and
1: and that's what it comes
2: down to. Right. If you're going to tolerate the guy that's
1: not going to wear his shoe covers, he's not going to put the doormat down. He's not going to put the drop clock down. You're going to reap whatever it is that you sow. And yep. if you're going to tolerate, like you just said, if you're going to get what you tolerate, and if you're going to if you're gonna work for Victor, you can't be tolerant of failures. You can't be tolerant of other people trying to move slow just because they're scared or they don't want to get it wrong. Yep. So we tell our guys, we tell our people in our office, I would much rather you make a decision get it wrong and us figure it out than for you to sit at your office worried and stressed out that we're going to be upset that it's something's bad. Okay. Perfect example, and I'll use this to kind of clarify. We made a decision- at the beginning of the month, our call center manager, he wanted to try outbounding, and he wanted to suggest a dialer. one of those robo dialers to start generating some leads in the offseason. And I mean, I would say to this point, we're giving it a chance, but we're very much understand that we may have gotten that decision wrong. We yep. spent money on it, right? It might not return what we wanted it to return. It might change. We don't know, but the reality is that we have our finger on it, right? We know what it's doing. We know right now it's not what we want. Can we fix it? And that's, that's really what it comes down to, but it's a communication aspect I think right. that people miss, right? they get it wrong and then they're too scared to bring it up in a meeting or they're too scared to, they let you find out. And that's when it, yeah.
0: it hits the wall open and honest conversation and communication is the biggest part yeah
1: man and people want to be held accountable right people want to know that you're paying attention to what
0: they're doing and
1: so if you're a company that is scared to let somebody know that they messed up man i mean you're going to tolerate failures you're going to tolerate issues that shouldn't have been there in the first place but you're also doing a big disservice to that person remember i said uh, it's not the amount of money you make right that's all great but it's who you become and make that money i am by definition an introvert i'm not a big outgoing person but what this job has done for me is allowed me to become a more confident person and a more and really in the general, just a happier person. I feel like I can make decisions and whether it's good or bad, like even in my personal life, whether it's good or bad, I learn from it. I fix it if it needs to be fixed. So it's really empowering
2: having that kind of culture. Amazing. David, this has been incredible. Absolutely. Amazing. Those are some bombs that you just dropped. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate right? that, man. I appreciate yeah. the insights, the knowledge right. of what it takes to really run a $40 million company. Right? Yeah. 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 It's for anybody that is
1: Listen to your podcast, obviously educate yourself, right? I mean, I listen to you guys and I listen to Jason Walker. I listen to as much information I can take in within the industry, from outside the industry, personal growth, just because you never stop learning. So appreciate what you guys do too, man. This is awesome. Appreciate it.
2: And if you really want to peek behind the curtain into what this man does, profit, rocket, blueprint, everything that Absolute Airflow has done for the last four years, is in that blueprint in terms of how to run your business, what you need to check on on a daily basis to not just impact your top line, but at the end
0: of the day, the bottom line. It's- I would put the link up, but I deleted it earlier today. So my bad. <laughs> uh, I know just falling apart. I mean, it's fucking <laughs> Vegas. <so>. Uh-
2: <laughs> Profit rocket <laughs> blueprint. Yeah, no, yes. Check it out. Yeah. It's going to be a big game changer. Yeah. Nope. 100%. Is it, is it really today have. it's dropping or tomorrow? It's dropping
1: Monday. Right. Monday. We're allowed, we're doing anybody that is at the event, we're allowing to have the discounted pre sale price. Anything after Monday though is gonna go back up to the original price that they're, they're planning nice. on holding for the rest of the year. Nice. So yeah, so should have you, been you, here. You know, right. Cool. Sorry. That's, there's perks to investing in yourself, man. Right. 100%. So if you're gonna come so. to these conferences, you're gonna get you're gonna get paid back, man. You're gonna get no, yours. Hundred percent. So all right. Well, I've already yeah. taken Love my it. knowledge, so That's
0: appreciate it, awesome. David. Nice Thank you so much for having me on, I appreciate it. No worries.